always felt like Dirk Nowitzki was by far the most slept on and overlooked legend in the history of our game. You know, in terms of all-time greatness, legacy, achievements, and just body of work, I mean, this is a guy that, to me, well, he's a top, top 15 guy all time, easily. And, you know, this was another reminder. He passes Will Chamberlain for number six all time in scoring. And you look at your phone, and you're like, oh, shit, this happened? Like, that is a big, big deal to put yourself in a conversation with Michael, Kobe, LeBron. Like, come on. It doesn't get any bigger than that. This is a guy, and that's kind of been the thing with Dirk his whole career. You know, he does something, it's celebrated for the moment, you appreciate him, and then you move on. You know, you got to remember, like, this is a guy at his peak. This was a 26-10 and, you know, monster for like a 12, 13-year peak. His peak was probably one of the longest peaks I've seen of any player. And, you know, I, I could say all I want about, hey, I think Kobe deserved the MVP those years, but... This is he's Dirk Nowitzki won an M NBA MVP when the NBA was probably at its most star-studded and stacked era of just superstars and talents. And this was the guy that shined brightest for a year. You know, he's an all-time great. And you look at his body of work and just legacy and numbers and achievements. I mean, half these guys out here that are talking on TV, all they're really doing is reading these things off of paper. So I'm like, why are we skipping Dirk then in that case? Why are we ignoring like, Dirk? You think about it, 14-time All-Star. 12-time All-NBA, you know, league MVP, I already talked about that. Finals MVP, won a championship, led teams, you know, in the Western Conference year after year after year. You know, this is a guy like, I mean, like I said, who really had a peak that long, right? Uh, there's only a handful of guys that in the history of the game, every era included, that had a peak that was that long. You know, Dirk went from like 2000, 2001, so I want to say about 2012, 2013, where he was like a legit threat to go win you a game every single night, no matter who was on the floor. And I just think that he's not appreciated enough. You know, it comes down to him being a humble human being, laid back, doesn't really market himself much. Um, but that guy's legacy is, is, you know, is probably one of the most unique legacies any player has ever had in, in, in pro sports. And it's not just he's the greatest European ever. Like, that's the easy and obvious fact. Um, but what he did as far as his position goes to uh, – this is pretty obvious too. But, I mean, to be a four-man that can shoot the three ball, you know, shoot the mid-range, and just – you know, he changed the game really, if you think about it. There's two players that I – off the top of my head that I can't really compare anyone to. And that's Dirk and Steph. Like – you could put up guys and say, who would you rather have? Sure, I might make my pick. But I can't really compare Dirk to Kevin Garnett and Tim Duncan. He was so different. He was such a, he was such a like, you know, trailblazer as far as what he did on the court went. And, you know, he, he really opened up a whole new aspect for the game. And, and it, his impact has lived on till today, and it's going to live forever, right? You, you see a guy that comes in from Germany that can shoot the lights out, you know, that is comfortable taking the three ball every single possession of the game, you know, and, and now you look at the game. Now you got power forwards, you got centers that are comfortably shooting that shot. Dirk started that and, you know, to stretch the floor as a four man, like that wasn't really a thing till Dirk came out and, and started, you know, dominating in the Western conference, the hardest Western conference ever in the two thousands, you know, and leading up to his championship years, I thought I thought what he had as far as his arsenal goes, his shot making ability, you know, his back to the basket game, his touch, his feel for the game, and just his IQ and always making the right decision. You know, you never really saw Dirk force it. You never really saw Dirk force the issue. 
He was always lethal within the team's offense. He was always lethal within the flow of the game. And he would always, even when he was at his absolute best, as far as, you know, athleticism and, 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 and just movements and things go, like he was always letting the game come to himself. And I feel like he, he doesn't get appreciated enough for that. Such an unselfish leader and just an offensive monster. You couldn't guard the guy, right? That release, high release, you know, fadeaway jumpers. Like he's probably one of the most unguardable players ever. If you think about it, just like his, his arsenal was just what it was, but then you add in the fact that this is a guy that's over seven, seven feet tall, pretty much. And, you know, he's got the high ass release. No one's stopping that. And now you see KD add it to his game. You know, you even saw Kobe try to put parts of that to his game. So, you know, the same way Allen Iverson created the scoring point guard and took it to new heights, I think Dirk created that stretch four and that shooting four man, you know, and, and, and just changed the game completely. And his impact lives till today. So he's a guy that I can't compare to anyone. He was so much different than Tim, than Chris, than, than KG. But, and, and the only other guy I feel like that was like that was probably Steph. So at his position, just because the way he shoots the ball and the way he approaches the game, Dirk was the same way. These two guys had separate, such a different approach to the game than everyone else at their position. So they were really a nightmare and a problem to guard throughout their whole career. And, and Dirk, if you look at it like what he did in 2012 to me is one of the greatest individual runs I've ever seen of any player. You know, to put that Dallas Mavericks, people always come out and, and shoot this down to me and try to downplay it. Here's the thing. You could talk to me all you want about, hey, that team was a solid squad. You know, Rick Carlisle is one of the best coaches in the league. You had Tyson Chandler at his defensive peak. You know, Pedro was shooting the lights out like a Clay Thompson. And Jason Terry was balling on another level. And, and Jason Kidd was on that squad. Guess what? Those guys were all at the end of their peaks or end of their primes, right? And not only that, none of them were all-stars. Not only that, none of them could go get you 25 and take the attention away from Dirk. None of those guys could, you know, I mean, that team was a lottery team without Dirk, if you ask me. And you could say all you want about, hey, as a chemistry, as a unit, they were, they were on a different level. Sure, they were. And I know Rick Carlisle is one of the best coaches ever. He made sure they were. But and they were clicking and firing on all cylinders. But look, nothing you do on the defensive end, nothing you do as far as hustling goes, nothing you do on the boards matters if you don't have a guy like Dirk. Anything you do on that court that year is like, hey, we're gonna get this right so we could get up, get the ball to Dirk, one of the greatest players in the history of the game, one of the best offensive players ever, and that changes the entire dynamic of your game and your team and and, and the way you approach the game and the purpose that you have on the defensive end and the purpose that you have when you're trying to rebound and, and make the right rotation and do the little things and make the right play because you're trying to get it ultimately to Dirk. What he did in that finals, man, I mean, I've, I'm shocked till this day that that Heat team lost, but that Heat team couldn't figure out Dirk. They were like, how do we defend this? And when they figured it out, he was able to do Kobe and Michael type shit and hit those tough shots over tough defenses you know, falling out of bounds, fading away. And a lot of it had to do with his touch and his shot-making ability and just the fact that he repped it out in the gym. But yeah, that release, he had something that no one had. So to sit here and try to downplay what Dirk did, I, I, I think that's one of the most disrespectful things. Dirk Nowitzki probably has the best individual run as far as championship goes of any player that I've seen. I remember him just totally putting the heat in a, in a, in a puzzle. Couldn't defend him. They threw all types of shit at Dirk. You couldn't stop the guy. 
And that was a guy that single-handedly beat a team that was and coming in. When that team was formed, that Heat team with LeBron, Wade, and Bosch, you had three franchise players come together for the first time. You had three guys that were at the peak of their careers putting up monster numbers, individual talents, especially LeBron and Wade. And, you know, I remember when that team got formed, Eddie House was like, yo, this is the Boston Celtics of 08 on steroids because they're younger. They're, they're in their prime. And we got LeBron. We got Wade. Those are different animals. And next thing you know, Dirk Nowitzki silences the whole thing all at once. And that, to me, was another thing that was slept on. And to this day, he slept on. You know, if you look at his resume, like I said, guys sit here on TV and read and stat watch and, and can achieve. You know, they don't want to talk about Dirk's fadeaway. They don't want to talk about Dirk's touch. They don't want to talk about Dirk's intelligence on the basketball court and his brilliance and just his shot-making ability and figuring it out over the highest degree of difficulty and and just these things. Obviously, you don't want to appreciate that. Sure, you don't want to do the eye test, but then, okay, go read me his resume. 31,000 points, 11,000 rebounds, you know, 3,500 assists, 1,200 steals approximately, you know, 1,200 blocks. You know, this is a guy that... At his peak was a 26 and 10 guy. Not only the numbers, they don't do him justice. One of the most clutch scorers and offensive players in, in the game at that time. In the most star-studded and stacked era ever. Every single player that you bring up, Kobe, AI, T-Mac, Vince, LeBron, Carmelo, D-Wade, Chris, Chris Paul. All these dudes respected the hell out of Dirk Nowitzki. They understood how much of a problem he was. They understood how much of a nightmare he was to defend. KG and Tim Duncan, they all agreed. Right, He may not have been the loudest as far as his production and the way he plays, but that dude's game was a thing of beauty. And I think for who he is as a legend and as his impact on the game and being the greatest European player ever, I still think he slept on. So I think we need to appreciate Dirk more.